you will, turn with me this morning to our text, which will be found in the Gospel according to John chapter 10. I think we're all familiar with John chapter 10. Is that great shepherd psalm? I mean, not psalm, but passage. Our focus this morning, though, will be one verse, although there will be others touched on, and that verse is verse 4. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Let us pray. O Lord, how great thou art. Thou is the great shepherd. I pray and beseech thee this day that thou would speak. Speak to thy sheep. Lord, may they hear your voice. May they indeed follow thee. O Lord, may we follow thee in the power of your might. May we follow thee in your strength, by your faith, by your love, by your eternal security. O Lord, I pray that as we endeavor to look at this passage, that you would speak. Speak to us mightily we may hear thy voice. To thee be all glory and praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, how we need this shepherd. I'm amazed every day of my life how much the shepherd shows me how much I need of him. I've said it many times that there are a lot of voices in this world and a lot of voices within that speak contrary to the Word, that speak contrary to the hope and the, and the life of Christ in the soul. I want to begin this morning by reading the first five verses before we settle in four. Then I want to say some things about how we got here, I guess. And Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Our shepherd is the door. He's the only way in to eternal life. He's the only way in to himself. He's the only way in for nourishment. He's the only one in for life. To him the porter openeth. We know that's the power of his Spirit, the Holy Spirit. To open our ears this morning, that's the only way we can hear his voice. And when he does open, the sheep hear his voice. This isn't up for debate. They hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name. And he leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. I don't know if you've ever considered the context and when Jesus used this, this, these terms. When Jesus used this is right at the end of chapter 9. Chapter 9 shows us that one of his sheep who is stuck right in the middle of the religious world and the religious society. And Jesus came and healed him. 
on the Sabbath day, which Jesus is the Sabbath, but of course man says that doesn't fit in with our religion, so they rejected Him. And they hated Him because of it. And in chapter 9, He goes to this one, and He heals him, and what does the religious man do, and the Pharisees, and the, and the, um, the Sadducees, and all the religious men? They cast him out. That's what we're told in, in, in 34. They answered and said unto him, Thou was altogether born in sins, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. They cast him out of society. We know that because in 22, his parents were so scared to speak the truth. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. That's what they did with Christ. They rejected Him. And now this one that confessed that Jesus was the one who healed him is now been told that he's been born in sins, that he has no right to teach them. And I want you to focus on that. The religious man will always say, you have no right to teach them. But they've been taught of God. He's been taught of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pick it up right there. Jesus heard in 35 that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, because the shepherd always finds a sheep, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord? Because sheep are dumb. Sheep are filthy. Sheep are wayward. Sheep are not very bright. We know that. There's a reason that the Lord chose this animal, this dumb animal. Because they're dependent. They're dependent upon their shepherd. They cannot find their own way. They cannot follow a voice. They can't gender a voice. They can't bring forth a voice to follow. It must be in the day of His power. It must be by Him and Him alone. Who is He, Lord? He's done all of this for you, and you still ask, Who is He, Lord, that I might believe on Him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen Him, and it is He that talketh with thee. He revealed Himself as His shepherd. He revealed Himself to the man as His salvation. He revealed Himself to the man as one that came to save him from his sins. And He said, Lord, I believe. And He worshipped Him. Because see, Jesus had put His own sheep out. He put Him out. He put Him out of the religious world. He made Him walk alone. He put him out there where he was the drag of society now. But the shepherd never left him. And yes, he did put him forth. But he went before him because he was the first one that was put out. This sheep walked in the path of the shepherd. This sheep was strengthened to walk in the path of the shepherd. How else could he stand in the face of all opposition where his entire life was taken from Him on this earth. Everything He knew of was now stripped from Him. But it didn't matter to Him because He heard the shepherd's voice and the sheep follow Him for they know His voice. In 2 Timothy 2.19, Paul writes, Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure 
having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. The Lord knows His people. When He puts forth His own sheep. I don't want you to miss that. He puts forth His own sheep. They are bought by His blood. They are bought by His work on the cross. They are bought in eternity by Christ. You know, I I think of that. I was reading something this morning and, and I know that it spoke deeply to me. You know, we get very impatient as the people of God and as the sheep when we don't see the Lord working and we don't see what we deem to be the Lord working in our society or and we long in our souls to be with Him and we desire that the Lord comes. And I thought about that as the prophets came and they spoke and I thought about that as they all in the Old Testament looked forward to Christ, but it was 4,000 years before He came. But yet in those 4,000 years, He revealed Himself to His people that He would come. And they believed it because the faith credits the Word of Christ. His faith does. It takes it by the hand and said, yes, that is my nourishment. We hear His voice and we follow Him, by Him, through Him, and of Him. Oh yes, we are His own sheep. We're not the world's sheep. We're not one another's sheep. We're not the sheep of this church. We're the sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ if we be in Him. When He putteth forth His own sheep, He knows them. There's an intimacy there. He has ordained all of our ways. I want you to hold your finger here and turn with me to Isaiah 43. listen to these words and may the Holy Spirit speak them to your soul. He putteth forth His own sheep. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee. They're His own sheep. He bought them with a price. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Ownership. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, I shall not lack for anything. Do you lack for anything today? Because you do, it's in your shepherd. If you have heard the shepherd's voice, everything that you have need of to sustain you in this life and the life to come is in the shepherd. It's in his storehouse. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And we're going to hear today, not only is He with us, but He goes before us. I'll be with thee. Because He's the first one through the waters. I will be with thee and through the rivers. They shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior, 
There's no other name given unto heaven whereby man must be saved. This is named the Lord Jesus Christ, our shepherd. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. The Lord has given nations of men for his children. And all of them will bow before His feet and none of them are worthy because they're not a sheep. This is what it means to be of the chosen of the sheepfold. There's one shepherd and one sheepfold. Since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable. I've loved thee. He's made us honorable. Remember how we started. Sheep are dumb. They're filthy. They're scared. They're timid. What redeeming fact do you see in a sheep? None. They're poor and defenseless. I know that when a sheep puts down his head and he wanders, he will never, ever come back unless he's brought back. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He brings us back into the fold as we wander. I've loved thee. I've made you honorable because Christ has done everything. He's fulfilled the law. He's made it honorable. It's in His perfect obedience, not ours. What kind of shepherd would leave his sheep and say, I've done a work for you by calling you to be in my shepherd and then leave you to yourself to find your way. He doesn't. He doesn't leave you to obey. He doesn't leave you to procure salvation. He doesn't leave you to work out your own salvation. For it is He who is life. It is He who will do it. It is He who fights for us. Oh, since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. It's a particular sovereign grace. It's a particular sovereign atonement. It's a particular sovereign salvation. Fear not, little flock. It is His pleasure to give you His kingdom. Fear not, for I am with thee. That's our shepherd. It's been a very, very tough week. As I said, I've heard many voices, many contrary voices to the truth. But the Lord says, I won't leave thee. I'm with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. You see that? How is that left to those in the west? How is that left to those that are, that are in the east? They're not. I will bring you. I will bring you to the fold. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar. That's what we saw in the prodigal. He went and he got them. And my daughters from the ends of the earth, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created Him for what? For the glory of man? For us to stand up and say, look what I've done, Lord. Look what I've done to keep Your salvation. Look what I've done to procure it. Look what I've done to follow You. 
I've created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. I have made him willing in the day of my power. I have made him to lie down in the green pasture. Now let's go back to our text where we'll spend the bulk of our time. Oh, when he puts forth his own sheep. Solomon said in Proverbs 20, 24, Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? And as I say that, and this room is filled with people, there are those in here that stand up and say, I know my way. I know it. I know it. I know my steps. I know what I must do. I know what I have to do. But we're told in the Word that sheep are dumb. They need to be led. Man has fallen. What can he know in and of himself? He has no knowledge. He has no goodness. The Lord says there's none good. No, not one. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's the shepherd. That's the shepherd who loves. That's the shepherd who keeps. That's the shepherd who leads. Look at verse 9 in our text. He tells us plainly, I'm the door. By me, if any man enter in. By me. It's not by you. It's not by any preacher. It's not by any doctrine. It's not by any creed. It's by Christ. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Salvation is where Christ is. Salvation from the things that ail us in this life. Sin being the biggest one. Fear. All of those things that I said, we described the sheep. They're filthy. They're constantly miring, miring in the muck in, in this world and are constantly being polluted. That's you and I. We have to have the shepherd. He shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. That in and out is the liberty that we have in Christ because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But no matter where we go, in and out in this life, Christ is there to go before us. Christ is there to lead. I sometimes... Listen, when I do it, I cringe. Not at the time I'm doing it. But when those I love do it, when they're hit with a proposition or something comes right into their life and immediately they'll agree. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, I want to do that. Yes. And there's no thought of what the shepherd's voice says. No thought. No thought. Is this pleasing to the Lord what I'm about to do? I wonder how much... How much? How many of you? I, I wonder. We, we got this room full of people. I said, I. I wonder how many of you have heard his voice. Not a voice. Heard his voice. That voice that's inside of you that leads you to Christ every time it speaks. Doesn't lead you to the world. Doesn't lead you to riches. It doesn't lead you to a name. It doesn't lead you to posturing, because as you're gonna see in a minute, he goeth before them. That's a position. We have nothing lacking in Him. 
I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill. Jesus was referring to those right there in the religious world. They came to steal. They came to take this one. They came to take all life from him. But they can't do it. I am come that they might have life. You say, what life did he have? He was cast out of society. He's now a poorer man than he ever was. No, dear ones, he's richer than he's ever been. Because his shepherd, who has everything under his feet and owns everything in this world, and in in this world everything consists in and by him, he now has been revealed that he is in him. And that his shepherd will open the storehouses to him and will procure and take care of all that he has need of in this life. Do you trust him? Can you trust him? Have you ever trusted him? I don't have the answer to these questions. The Holy Spirit does. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life. You say, wow, that's wonderful. He didn't stop there. This one that he just... Remember when he's saying this. He just took this one from nothing. He now has nothing. But he says, now you have life. And guess what? It's not just life. And that they might have it more abundantly. More than he's ever had. More than he'll ever need. Because the Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. Yes, we get to our second clause. He goeth before them. And I want you to see that. There is a position. The shepherd is always, always in the lead. He is never herding from behind. He is not being us enforcing and bending. He is leading. He is always in the front to be followed. Now you think about that. What has the Lord, who has called our first fruits, Paul calls him that in 1 Corinthians 15. He's also called that in Revelation. He's also called. Think about this. In his life, he went first. We just saw that in, in chapter 9. This one that was cast out. Jesus was an outcast. He goes first in everything we have need of in this life. Well, guess what? He went first in death, he goes first in the resurrection. He goes first in the ascension. The Lord is the... He goeth before them. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been up here. And the, that phrase right there, He goeth before them, is the one phrase the Lord has dropped into my soul for two weeks running now. Two weeks running. He goes before them. And that's where my peace has been. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I really don't. But I know who holds it. I know who has went forward tomorrow to me. For me. He is the the Lord yesterday, today, and forever. He knows what tomorrow is. He knows what the next year holds. He knows. He goes before me. I'm going to tell you something. And I shy away from this word, and I'll tell you why I shy away from it, and that word is responsibility. And I only shy away from it because I know what man does with it in this life. What's my responsibility? Well, my Lord took my responsibility. 
I believe in responsibility, but it's shifted. It has shifted upon the arms and the government that is upon His shoulders. It has shifted to my Lord to perform all things for me. He is my shepherd. He is the one who has went first. What does that mean? What does it mean that He went first? What does it mean that, that, that He now is responsible for everything in this life? Well, the first thing it means is He clears the way. The shepherd always goes first to clear the way of any obstacles that are in the way of the child of God. I told you, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what the rest of this day holds. And, and, and I know the Lord will try me on it. He's faithful to do so. Because it can't be just words. It can't be just mouthing. It has to be felt and known that the Lord knows His and goes before them. He clears those obstacles out of the way of the sheep. They don't know what's in the path. They don't know if there's a wolf or a bear up there. David was the one who went before and he slayed the bear. He slayed the lion. He clears every obstacle out of the way. And He does not drive them through the obstacle. He goes before them and clears the way. That's what a faithful shepherd does. That's what Romans 8.28 tells us. That all things work for good. He's ordained them all. That's what it means. He's went before us in the path of our life. But not only does He clear the way, He encounters the dangers first. I just hinted on that with David and the bear. The shepherd always gets to that danger first. Now, let that sink in a minute. You and I, because the Lord has went first in suffering, because He's went first in bearing His cross, because He's went first in being ridiculed, because He's went first in being rejected, you and I will be too. It's His promise. But He's went before us. That danger that's coming, the Lord has... Do you not see that in chapter 9? Did you not see that the Lord went before Him? and cleared the way, and removed any obstacle of salvation. That was a big obstacle. That was a huge obstacle. Do I love the world and society more than this one who saved me? And he would, if it wasn't for the shepherd. He encounters the dangers first. He always, as the Lord goes before us, He knows what is lurking. He knows the traps and the snares that Satan will lay. He knows the things that, are, that, that, that beset us. He knows those secret sins that you and I don't even know the depth of. David said in Psalm 112.7, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed trusting in His Lord. See, that's what's missing. We need a fixed heart. A fixed mind. The mind that stayed upon Him is in perfect peace. A mind stayed on this life is not in perfect peace. Deuteronomy 9.3 It's written, Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is He which goeth over before thee. As a consuming fire He shall destroy them. And he shall bring them down before thy face, so shalt thou drive them out and destroy them quickly, as the Lord hath said unto thee. 
The Lord has said, I will do it. I will fight for you. I will clear the way. I will remove the obstacles. I'll put down all the enemies. And has He not done that? You say, yeah, but that last enemy to be destroyed is death. Do you fear death? Yes. All our life we're subject to it. Hebrews 2 tells us that. But has He conquered death? You better believe it. He came up out of the grave. Up from the grave He arose. Victory is in Christ, our great shepherd. But that's not all. He sets the pace. Our shepherd always sets the pace. You know what that means? We don't run. We don't, we don't go before the shepherd. Because when that takes place, we go inordinately. We go without being sent. We go and we run right into the traps that are set before us. But the Lord, the shepherd, sets our pace. He sets that and, and they follow Him. That's what he says. That's what our text says. The sheep follow him, for they hear his voice. They won't follow the voice of the stranger. You say, wait a minute. I know in my life I have. Yeah, I have to. But he is faithful. He drove out that voice of the stranger. And he brought me back and he broke that leg and he said, You're going to be on this path the path of his righteousness. The path that He has ordained for His children. The path of humility. The path of following the shepherd. Looking to the shepherd for all sustenance and all life. And not looking to self. It's His pace. We may desire to grow. We may get so... You know, I know, especially probably the older ones in the room, especially those who have such a close walk with the Lord. I know it's got to be hard to live in these times. It's got to be hard just not to say, Lord, come get me. Lord, take me. I'd rather be with the Lord than be here. I experienced that at times, and I'm not even 50 years old yet. So I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's more of weary, weariness. Weariness of fighting this life. Weariness of seeing the, the sin and the debauchery in this life. Weariness of seeing the enemies, the unrelenting enemies. But I say all this to tell you, it is the shepherd who sets the pace. It's the shepherd. Not, not one of us will go one moment before the Lord's ordained it. Not one of us will have any more days added. Not one of us will have any less days. Everything is fixed in our shepherd. You know, that goes with desire too. You know, I remember that David said, you know, I have this covenant, although not everything's right from, you know, not right in my house. And he said he made it not to grow. His desire was that his family would be saved too. His desire was the Lord would reveal himself to his family. But it wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. We have great desires in this life. We have great desires to grow, but it's always at the pace of the shepherd. You know, I was thinking about that this week. And the patience, everybody, oh, the patience of Job. Well, you think about our Lord and Savior. I'd ask everybody in the room, what do you know about Jesus before He was 30 years old? And the only thing you could tell me was that at 12 years old, he was in the temple. And before that, at birth, he was 
brought to be circumcised and consecrated unto the Lord. And that's it. That's all we know. 30 years before the Lord's ministry began. 30 years. Why do I mention that? The Lord sets the pace. That was the ordained time for Him to begin His ministry, for the Lord to open the heavens, for the Holy Spirit to descend upon Him, and for the Father to say, This is my beloved Son, hear ye Him. I am well pleased in Him. The Lord has His time. He's ordained that time for every one of His sheep to follow Him and to follow Him in this way. That He sets the pace for every one of our lives. And He always provides the pasture. That's what we just saw in verse 9. He shall go in and out and find pasture. The Lord provides that pasture. We're told in, in Psalm 23, 2 and 3, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That green pasture is His finished work. It's all that Christ has done. He takes us to lie down in it as the great shepherd. Because we're not going to lay down in it willingly. He leadeth us beside the still waters. Why? Because we're not going to go to the still waters. He leadeth us that way. He restores my soul. Because our soul does go into clenching when we don't see the Lord. He restores it by setting the pace and going before us and clearing the end. Everything the shepherd does, he does for the sheep. For his glory. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. For what? For His name's sake. I'd have to ask that question. Do you desire to glorify Him in your life? Is that what you live for today? Oh Lord, that Your light would shine in my life and that You would be my life. For Your name's sake, Lord. You do all of this for Your glory, for Your namesake, Your great love for Your church to provide sheep to perform these things in for the glory of Thee. Do you see it that way? Or do you see yourself independent of the shepherd? And the last thing I'd share with you about this shepherd is that he sees... He sees the destination. He sees the end. His head is so much higher than our head. He knows what's coming, as we've already hinted on, and He knows the way. He is the way. In John 14, 2 and 3, He said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto Myself. For where I am, there you may be also. The Lord has procured everything for His children. This great shepherd. That's why this heading today, He goes before them. They're His own sheep, but He goes before them. And because He goes before them, they follow Him. And because He goes before them, they know His voice. Don't ever, oh, I pray the Lord would instill that in our minds and hearts all the days of our life that our Lord must go before us. 
and how much I pray that as you hear those words, you say, Lord, I need that desire to wait on you. I need that desire, Lord, for you to manifest your will in my life. Because I am one that runs without being sent many times. And I'm holding my hand up. I'm that person. Very impulsive. When I see a problem, I want to take care of it. When I hear of things, the Lord must bring me and sit me in that place and say, Sean, my will will be done. Oh Lord, give us ears to hear your voice. See, the sheep follow him. See that? It's not left to us. It's not, maybe the sheep will follow him. No, the sheep follow him. It's a done deal. That's what they do. They walk after their shepherd. We've already hinted on 16. Look at verse 16. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. They hear his voice. That one fold has one shepherd. That fold is made up, listen, it's made up of all of his people in every nation. It's made up of all his people in every denomination. The Lord don't see denominations. The Lord doesn't see skin color. He doesn't see nationality. He sees the Son. He sees the Son, the shepherd. Oh, to be brought here. In Song of Solomon 2.4, the church says to Jesus, He brought me to the banqueting house and His banner over me was love. See, He brought me there because He leads me. He leads me to that table that is set before me. He leads me to that pasture that has been ordained before me. He leads me into the path for His name's sake, for His righteousness' sake. And we'll know His voice. Oh Lord, give us ears to hear Your voice. Look at verse 14 and 15. As we're coming to an end here, I want to point out a couple of things. As I said, they know His voice, for they know His voice. That's union. That's what we see. I am the Good Shepherd and know my sheep and I'm known of mine. See that union? There's a reason we hear His voice because we're in Him. He speaks only to His children. He doesn't speak to the world. Sometimes I know in your life you're going to marvel because you see things. The Lord reveals things to you and the one next to you they haven't been revealed to. And you sit there and you go, wow, I know my first indication is I must be crazy. I must be. But the Lord keeps speaking to you. And He keeps speaking to you. And He keeps settling you in His Word. And He keeps settling you in that green pasture. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. See, the shepherd goes before us because he laid down his life for the sheep. And because he laid down his life, because he died and rose and ascended, we too have that in him. Are assured of it. Absolutely assured of it. Because He is the first fruit. He is the shepherd who went first. We'll end you in 27 and 28. My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, 
and they follow me. I want, read that because I want you to see there's nothing the sheep are doing in there. Listen to that. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's because of Him. It's all of Him. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. That's where our safe and that pasture is a safe place. That place in Christ is a safe, eternal place. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. No man. No man. I keep referring back to nine because I see this great picture of my shepherd who went, who was influenced by men, who could have been influenced by men, who could have sat there and said, no, I'm not going to follow this one. I'm going to follow man. But could he? Could he? Not with irresistible grace. And the Lord brought him to himself. That's how great this shepherd is. To him be all glory. Our text one more time. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. O Lord, this day, may you be pleased to speak that voice to our souls. For your name's sake, for your glory, for your praise, for great things thou hast done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.